This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Sucker punches, brutal beatings, smash and grab sprees. It's the land of the lawless, but don't worry, there's an IRS agent for that. Then a U.S. Air Force fighter pilot who has been grounded due to the vaccine mandate is speaking up and speaking out. Lieutenant John Bowes joins me. And last but not least, you know I have some final thoughts. That's all ahead. Happy Monday. The show starts now. Let me paint a picture for you. The year is 2022 and liberals are very concerned with dangerous online rhetoric, such as pointing out Joe Brandon's failures, very concerned with misgendering the LGBTQ++ community and deadnaming transgenders, very concerned with offending only the USA portion of the planet with domestic energy production, and very, very butthurt when anyone questions their precious masks and vaccines. But this kind of thing, eh, not so much. The Bronx, New York. A registered sex offender sucker punches a stranger in the back of the head, unprovoked, mind you, leaving him in a coma and with a fractured skull. Now, this thug was initially charged by the NYPD with attempted murder, but after the liberal DA got a hold of the case, it was downgraded to a misdemeanor assault and the thug was released without bail. Now, Governor Hochul, worried about her re-election, ordered him arrested after this release, but it's her no-bail law, which she could change at any time, which allowed him out on the street to commit such a heinous act. Comforting, right? Up next, and also in the lovely city of New York, a taxi cab driver is beaten to death by five adolescent thug animals. And for what? Because they didn't want to pay their taxi fare. Now, the taxi driver, Kut and Gemma, leaves behind a wife and four children. I have no words to describe him. He was a good man. He was a good, good man. He was my backbone. I'm lost right now. My children's hero. I don't know what to do right now. Now, the animals that murdered him were between the ages of 13 and 20 years old. Now, it should boggle all of our minds how children that young could be so brutal, so evil at such a young age. With this kind of thing becoming a regular occurrence, why work hard to buy items when you can just take them from someone else and get away with it, right? What you're seeing there is what happens when the word police becomes more powerful than the actual police and politicians more concerned with coddling thugs than protecting decent people. And now those defund the police Democrats are suddenly pro-funding the police, but hiring five million more officers wouldn't make a difference so long as the policies and liberal DAs remain the same. When you undermine the arrests the cops make, you don't stop the thugs, you just stop the enforcement. Oh, but don't worry. In the new inflation reduction bill, not only will your tax dollars fund the fight against climate change, your hard-earned money will go towards law enforcement at the frickin' IRS. Innocent people are being beaten to death in our streets, but you know what's really important? Auditing Americans for more tax dollars to fund climate change and private security for politicians. Budgeting for 87,000 IRS agents. So just to put that in context, those new IRS hires couldn't fit in Dodger Stadium or Madison Square Garden 
or MetLife Stadium, which has the largest capacity of any stadium in the NFL, but would still fall short of 4,500 IRS seats. Inmates, sorry, incarcerated they-thems are running the asylum and big government is running your life, but at least they're investing in solar panels, right? Still ahead. He's an Air Force pilot who refused the COVID vaccine, stood his ground, and is now grounded because of it. Lieutenant John Bowes joins me next. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Bodily autonomy. It's something liberals far and wide claim to care about, but not when it comes to the experimental COVID vaccine. And while the draconian and unconstitutional vax mandates have been dropped in most places of work, the same cannot be said for our United States military. My next guest knows all about it. He's a United States Air Force fighter pilot, but he was grounded for refusing the vaccine. Joining me now is Lieutenant John Bowes. Lieutenant John, thank you so much for being here and for speaking out about this issue. First thing I want to ask you is when did you find out that you were going to be grounded because you refused the vaccine? Well, thank you for having me on, Tommy. And I'd like to start off by just saying that, of course, these thoughts and opinions are my own and I don't represent the Department of Defense or the United States Air Force. But it's been almost a year now since I was told that I would be grounded. Uh, and that wasn't even for refusing the vaccine, but simply for filing for a religious accommodation. I was given the option either get the vaccine or request religious or medical exemption. And uh, I chose to request religious accommodation uh, because my firmly held beliefs. And I was a direct consequence of that. I was told that I uh, could not fly anymore. And that that is contrary to the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, the Constitution, uh, and the Air Force's own regulations. What was their justification for denying your religious exemption? It had to be something really good because that's a, a pretty big step for them to make. Uh, their justification was simply uh, health and safety. I think one of the examples was that I wouldn't be able to wear a mask uh, in my airplane, but I fly a single seat fighter, so I don't think that's too necessary. Uh, so there was a, a whole plethora of reasons that essentially came down to, well, you would be a threat to the health and safety of the force uh, if you were unvaccinated in the military and we couldn't deploy you. Uh, but that's pretty contrary to what we're seeing right now, especially with the CDC guidance now changing the fact that unvaccinated and vaccinated are to be treated the same. They've essentially declared COVID is over. So I could understand the sentiment back in 2020 when we didn't know much about this virus, but we're years into this. Uh, and we, it's, it's become clear that COVID is really, really isn't a threat, especially to someone like me and other military members who are some of the healthiest people in the country. So really this denial, not only is it contrary to federal law, but I think it's contrary to common sense. Well, it absolutely is. And let's also just remind our viewers, though, that those that still have their head in the sand, the COVID vaccine in however many doses does not prevent infection or spread. So the fact that they told you that you were going to be some kind of danger to others is absolute baloney. They've known this for a long time. Yes, the CDC finally got with the program and changed their guidance, but they've known that the vaccine didn't prevent infection and spread at least a year now. So absolutely ridiculous. But you're not the only one that's been in this situation. I'm sure others have asked you, though, hey, listen, you want to you want to be a fighter pilot, you want to fly. Why not just cave to their demands? Why not just get jabs one, two, three and four and be done with it? Why'd you choose not to? 
Well, I think first and foremost, uh, the presence of fetal tissue used for testing in the vaccines is, is contrary to my my uh, beliefs as a devout Catholic uh, in the sanctity of life. But, you know, that's really not the clear issue here. The, the big issue uh, is that there are tens of thousands of service members who are standing up and saying that this mandate isn't right. And they're being treated like criminals and they're being coerced. And that's just not the case. You know, we're not here to stick it to the man. We're not here to hold some sort of political vendetta. We're just simply here to stand up for our religious beliefs or our medical concerns about our bodily autonomy or the oath that we as officers especially have taken to the Constitution of the United States. And so to see these uh, religious accommodations be unconstitutionally denied uh, is something that I think every service member has a responsibility to stand up and speak up about. And so I'm just trying to uphold my oath and so many others are as well. We're not here to be criminals. Well, there was a recent case in which hospital workers sued and got a whole lot of money because their hospital denied their religious exemptions for the vaccine mandate. But as we know, civilian work and military work is a little bit different. For my viewers that don't understand that, is there a way for you guys to, to sue the government to do something like civilians are doing in their own practices in their own professions, even as commercial pilots have done? Is that a possibility for you guys at all? There absolutely is. And there are plenty of lawsuits over these mandates uh, that are being litigated in federal court on behalf of service members. So people definitely are speaking up and lawyering up uh, to talk about this. And the thing is, we're winning in court and we've gotten some relief in the form of preliminary injunctions so that these cases can be litigated and we can be safe from being discharged until they're done. The Navy, the Air Force, and just recently the Marine Corps now all have injunctions. The issue though lies in the fact that we as pilots and other service members as infantry or special forces or anything else are still not able to do the mission. We're still grounded. We still can't do our jobs. And it, does, it, it simply does not make any sense because every day I come into work and hundreds of other pilots and tens of thousands of other service members who are unvaccinated all come into work. We interact with people in close contact. We don't telework. We just do our job still. But the critical portion of our job, the thing that we love to do is something that we can't do. And that just doesn't really make any sense because we've demonstrated time and again over the last year that we can still do our jobs while being unvaccinated and not be a threat to the mission. I would argue do your jobs better, but that's another thing that I want to ask you, because a few weeks back I had on a commercial pilot from the Freedom Fighters, and he was telling me how there are a lot of pilots, commercial pilots, that are being grounded for other reasons, but they're being grounded because of what he called vaccine injuries. Now, what he's talking about is pilots that in the air were having heart attacks and other side effects that they believe are directly related to the vaccine that they were forced to get at one time. And he says that there's a lot of pilots that are worried about being in the air and having something like this happen. I want to get your thoughts on that, because although you fly for the United States military, your job is, is just as important. And what about those that are vaccinated? Have you heard from anybody that's had a, a similar reaction or a side effect or a concern of that maybe happening? Yes, absolutely. Without a doubt, there are multiple different injuries that I'm aware of. I know of one pilot who's a fighter pilot, and uh, he, he got myocarditis as a direct consequence of the vaccine. And he's been grounded for the last seven months now. Uh, and he's struggling to actually get back into the aircraft. Uh, and there's a whole number of other, like myocarditis, pericarditis. I know of one service member, not a pilot, but nonetheless had four strokes after getting the vaccine. Uh, I know of special forces operators who now can no longer jump, dive, or fly. They can't do their jobs at all because of injuries from the vaccine. Uh, and so, yeah, you're right. It's not only a national security crisis for us to discharge tens of thousands of service members who we can't afford to lose 
over a vaccine that doesn't work. But on top of that, the vaccine is injuring those that did comply with the mandates and further preventing us from defending our nation. So th there's just there's so many different angles to this issue that, that I think we need to take a closer look at. And I'm not here to disparage my chain of command or Congress or anybody else, but simply just to encourage the American people and our leadership to take a closer look at this and back away from the mentality we had two or three years ago about COVID and reevaluate this right now today and say, is it really worth destroying our national security capability over this vaccine? It certainly is not. And I'm glad that you are speaking up about it and you are an American. You're not disparaging your command. You're being an American and you're using your First Amendment right to speak about something that is very near and dear to your heart and should be near and dear to all of our hearts. But I'm glad you brought up the side effects that some people are experiencing. You know, I can't turn on the TV without seeing these class action lawsuits against Camp Lejeune and other places for certain chemicals or compounds they had that were cancerous. I wonder what's going to happen five 10, even 20 years down the road, if we're going to see some class action lawsuits from our military members about this vaccine. And if they do, I wonder if anybody's going to be held accountable where anybody's actually going to fess up and admit that this vaccine is causing people problems because you're not the first person I've heard it from. And a pilot in that situation, whether you're military or commercial, is incredibly, incredibly worrisome. But I wonder of the number of people that went ahead and just got the vaccine because they didn't want to be grounded, are they speaking up? Are they advocating for the, those of you who remain unvaccinated or is everybody just too scared to say much? I'll give credit where it's due, at least in my squadron and I know uh, across the military, I think at the surface level, pretty much everyone understands exactly what we're doing and we're not vilified by those people. Uh, and that's really unfortunate to see that at the higher levels uh, there's nothing being said. And I, I think that's honestly because the coercive pressure was so extreme when these mandates came down that people are terrified to speak up and actually stand up for what they know is right. Uh, and that's a concerning trait to have in the military. And I think it's showing in terms of our recruiting and our retention, especially uh, just recently, I, I saw a statistic in April of 2021, we lost 10,000 service members across the entire Department of Defense. That's the most we've lost in more than 10 years. And on top of that, the Heritage Foundation just recently stated that our recruiting in the fiscal year of 2022 is going to be the worst it's been since the all-volunteer force started in 1973. And so we are already in a crisis of manning and retention. And it, I think it's a, largely a consequence of the fact that, that people don't feel like their rights and their freedoms and their beliefs are respected in the military. Uh, and that's just not a precedent that we can set. In our, in our services, because we don't give up our rights as service members. We don't give up our ability to speak or stand up for what's right. In fact, we're encouraged to do that in our academics and in our training when we first join. But then in execution, it's very difficult to do. Uh, so I would really encourage you know, the American people and the, and the leadership of this country to, to stand up and, and really take a closer look at that issue on top of the mandates. Yeah, listen, when people are afraid of their government, that's called tyranny. When the government is afraid of the people, that's called freedom, and we want to get back there. Last question I have for you, those that have been grounded because of this vaccine mandate, what are they doing? Are any of them leaving to go to other places if they're able? What are you seeing in terms of those individuals who maybe are finding something else to do? Well, the folks that can leave certainly are uh, in a large number leaving. And even the folks that are vaccinated, at least in the fighter community, are leaving uh, pretty rapidly. We have a pilot shortage crisis. In, in 2017, the chief of staff of the Air Force called a 1,500 pilot shortage a crisis. And that number has grown to 1,900. People are going to the airlines. People are going to uh, other career fields, starting businesses, and, and, and joining organizations that 
they think respect their freedoms a little more. And so I think as a military, if we ever want to solve this crisis, especially in our pilot manning, we're going to have to start taking a much closer look at that. But in terms of the vaccinated individuals, you know, I, I know one friend of mine who recently just uh, just separated over the vaccine mandates, and now he has returned to my base to fly as a contract fighter pilot, civilian, and he's getting paid more money to do essentially the same job he was forced out of the military to do in the first place. Uh, and so it's just it just seems to defy common sense to me that, that we're doing this and then hiring civilians to do the exact same job. And so uh, we really, I think, could be more efficient and, and more serious about this mandate. It is a lack of common sense, and there seems to be no shortage of uh, a lack of common sense in this country right now. And I know you can't say it, but I will. Let's go, Brandon. Thank you so much for sounding the alarm on this and being brave enough to speak out. There are so many that wish that they could do it, but they don't have the guts to do it. So thank you for being one that certainly does. God bless you. I'm thinking about you, and we're going to do everything we can to pressure our politicians and our leaders to make the right decision here. Thank you, Tommy. God bless. Thank you. All right, up next, the saga of ungrateful Americans stranded in Russia. Brittany Griner continues, and now Dennis Rodman, of all people, may be stepping in. My final thoughts are next. Brittany Griner is still stuck in Russia, but an unlikely hero with many tattoos and earring holes may be stepping up to be the diplomat Joe Brandon is not. It's time for Final Thoughts. America-hating, Russia-stranded, weed, oil, vape, cartridge traveler Brittany Griner is still stuck in Russia on a nine-year prison sentence. Boy, we've paid more collective attention to the WNBA over this whole debacle than ever in the history of that organized sport. But for those who haven't been following or just don't really care, the Biden administration has so far been unable to convince Putin to release her. So add that to his very long list of failures, that being the least of our problems with Brandon, by the way. But even after reportedly offering up a Russian arms dealer nicknamed the Merchant of Death, there still seems to be very little movement in the case of Griner. She brought a contraband substance into a foreign country, and she also hates this country, so believe me when I say I haven't lost a wink of sleep over it. But apparently, Dennis Rodman has. Now, Rodman is a basketball Hall of Famer, but in recent years, he's better known for his odd, close, and cozy relationship with foreign dictators such as North Korea's Kim Jong-un. But now he's apparently offering up his diplomatic services to free Brittany Griner, saying, and I quote, I got permission to go to Russia to help that girl I'm trying to go this week. That girl is, of course, Brittany Griner, I think. But anyway, apparently Rodman is also a pal to Vladimir Putin and thinks he can convince him to send that girl home to the country she finds oppressive. Just thought I'd mention that again. But the State Department has warned Americans not to go to Russia and further warn anyone dumb enough to do it that the U.S. Embassy has very limited ability to assist them should they run into trouble or stupidly pack weed oil. But look, if Rodman thinks he can get the job done, I say go for it. If he isn't successful, I'm sure Biden will offer up another terrorist or a murderer to bring Britney home. But if he is, boy, what an embarrassment to Joe and his whole administration. Not that any added embarrassment would even be noticeable at this point. But perhaps once this dog and pony show is over, the administration can turn its attention to other Americans wrongfully detained abroad, or maybe even the Americans that may still be stuck in Afghanistan a year after that horrifically botched withdrawal. But you know what? I'm not going to hold my breath. And those are my final thoughts. Be sure to catch the full show on OutKick.com, as well as exclusive content, of course, on OutKick.com. From Nashville, God bless and take care.